This is Vanderbilt Business. We're talking about women in finance this week, specifically women from our Masters of Science in Finance program, also known as the MSF. In our last episode, we touched on the gender disparity in business school. That gap widens even further when you consider the field of finance, both professionally and in undergraduate and one-year programs like the MSF. Terry Wilkerson, director of the MSF program, and Kelly Smith, a recent MSF graduate, discuss the reasons behind that disparity, what companies are doing to fix it, and the opportunities that women have in the field. I'm sitting here with Cherry Wilkerson, director of the MSF program. Cherry, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. My pleasure. So let's get started. What can an MSF student anticipate going through the program? Our nine and a half months, actually it's more than that, I'll explain in a moment, is a time of preparation. It's a time of giving you the quantitative tools you need to succeed in finance. Students come to us with a range of tools from usually very good at uh, in their verbal skills and their uh, quant skills, but we take it to that next level, giving those advanced courses they're actually going to be using on the jobs that they go into after school. So it's getting those academic skills that translate to job skills, and it's, and it's further refining. The second piece is further refining their career goals, understanding their strengths and weaknesses, what things they need to shore up and beef up, it's preparation to tell their story using our career coach, Blake Gore, as well as the resources, the academic resources here with Professor Pace to do that. And it's, it's getting them the contacts, the how to use those contacts, how to network well, and how to leverage themselves into a job that's going to give them many, many opportunities both now and down the road. So let's talk more about those opportunities. How does the program and all the training and the education translate into a student finding and succeeding in a career in finance that they feel is the right fit for them? Most students, uh, the, the vast majority of students, come out of college without, they've had the academic training, they've probably had, maybe they've had a finance class, maybe they've had some investment classes, maybe they've had no finance or accounting classes, but they haven't had the kind of practical work that our faculty brings to the, the case. Uh, Bob Whaley is famous for saying, you know, the real world comes to us to see what things are happening in the market to help explain dynamics in the market. So this is very much a real world kind of experience. The tools we're going to teach are ones that the industry is using. So you can quickly walk right into that. That's not true for most students if they go as they go through their undergraduate degrees. It's great preparation, but the, we give them the next step so they can really hit the ground running when they get into their jobs. Great. So you'd like to see more women in the MSF program? I would love to see more women uh, in the MSF program because I think it is such an incredible opportunity for women. I've been counseling uh, undergrads and graduates on career goals about since 2005. I've taught strategy classes. I've worked in strategy. I worked at Bain & Company early in my career as a consultant. Uh, and the key strategic thing is differentiation. You want to do something better than, different from your competitors. Uh, so going into an industry that is not dominated by women is an opportunity for women. You're going to stand out. Uh, Sally Krawcheck is former uh, C, uh, CFO of Merrill Lynch and Bank of America. She's had the you know, most powerful woman on Wall Street there for a while. And uh, she says, if you make a good comment in a meeting, uh, they're, they're going to remember that 
versus someone making a good comment and you said, what, you know, which, let's see, it was the guy in the suit with the white shirt and the, and the red tie. No, versus it was the woman in the meeting. So you can stand out. You have an opportunity. And finance firms, as all firms who aren't dominated by women at this point, are looking to add women to their ranks because they know that uh, women bring a different point of view. They bring a, a depth to the company that their customers are going to require. In fact, most uh, due to the, some generational changes, women now control more wealth in the United States than men do. So if you're in private wealth management and you're talking to your clients, it's helpful to, have a woman, to be a woman or have a woman on your team who understands those issues. Uh, group decision making is better the more diverse the, the group is. So I think it's a great opportunity for them. They're not getting enough, uh, firms are not getting enough women. They're eager to promote them. They're eager to mentor them. Um, it's, it's just an amazing opportunity. So what do you think the holdup is? Where's the disconnect? There's all this opportunity. So why aren't more women pursuing careers in finance or pursuing an education in finance that can lead into that kind of career? Well, part of it is marketing. <laughs> the finance industry hasn't done a terribly good job of, of marketing uh, the opportunities for women. And uh, part of it is, uh, for some women, it's the idea of, wow, that is a rough, that is a highly competitive business. I'm not sure that I can do that. Uh, that's true for some women, and that part really drives me crazy. So, because uh, uh, women typically are all through grade school, high school, college, are the ones that make the good grades, do do what uh, they're expected by their parents, by their teachers, etc. And uh, uh, they want to make A's. <laughs> And a finance is a great place to do that. But you have to try and put yourself in that position to say, I want to take tackle that challenge. I want to see how far I can take myself in my career by pursuing not just the easy things that I know I can do and be successful with, but those things that push me and push my talents and push my potential. That That's the fun part of developing in your career it's also the scary part so you want you know, the, the satisfaction comes from that reach and that push and finance gives that to women if they, you will have the opportunities will it be easy all the time no but you're not uh, my my husband is a former colonel in the army and he he made a comment in passing one day he said uh, the hardest thing to teach a young recruit to the to the army is to run toward the sound of the fire, the guns. All of our instincts are to run away from trouble, to run away from challenge, to run away from things that look messy and you don't see how you're going to figure it out. Uh, but that's where the, the challenge is, that's where the success is in fixing those messy things, those messy situations at work, those complicated things at work. And finance offers a lot of those, a lot of challenge and a lot of reward for women, for men, who can solve those things and do those things. So from a career perspective, MSFs have a lot of, have a wide range of opportunities coming out of school to pursue different careers in the field. Can you talk about some of those a little bit, where people are going and what they're doing? One of the cool things about our program is where our students wind up. Last year we had 49 students 
who were seeking employment, and they went to 48 different companies. Wow. So that is a lot of variety and diversity. So you've got lots of options uh, coming out of our program, and Blake Core, our career coach, can help you figure out which one best suits what you want to do in your temperament. Then when you get in that job, that, that opens up a whole new opportunity set. After that, that first position, then you can explore others. The nice thing about having a finance degree and the finance background is you can use those skills in investment banking. You can use them in private equity. You can also use them in nonprofits to understand how the business operates, what the cash demands of the, of the organization are versus where the funding needs to come from. If you understand the numbers, you understand how most businesses run, whether for-profit or non-profit. That knowledge and experience translates across the industry. It translates into politics. It translates into uh, any number of fields. So it's a wonderful foundational background uh, for, for students to have to pursue any career, any field down the road. Who are people who should be pursuing an MSF degree? Our most successful students, uh, whether male or female, are uh, driven to do well. They have a strong internal desire uh, to succeed at the task, whether it's group work, whether it's individual work, whether it's a career. That strong, driven nature, uh, they are expansive. They like to learn from other people. They're inclusive. They enjoy working with a diverse group of people when we have a lot of diversity within our class. And uh, that excites them versus making them nervous or making them shirk away from it. And they have a vision for themselves. They're wanting to make a difference in this world. It's not just, I want, I'm going to get a finance degree because I think I can make more money if I do that versus do marketing or something. Those people tend to wash out <laughs> pretty, pretty easily in career. Uh, if you're doing it for the money, there's a lot easier ways, I guess, uh, to do that. You have to uh, want to have that drive and determination. You will get paid. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, what do you do with that? That, won't, that will last for a while, but there needs to be an internal motivation beyond that. So uh, internally driven people who have a strong track record of success, both academically, both within their, their schools or their more recent work experience, and who have a clear vision of how the finance degree is going to help them in their life goals. Those are the ones that succeed in our program. Do you have any advice for anyone that might be listening to this that is considering pursuing an MSF or other degree? They might be an undergrad, they might be one or two years out of school and considering going back. What would you tell them? I would say come talk with us and come talk with our, our current students and talk with our alums to understand their career paths and their trajectories and where they're going. Because uh, you, might, you might surprise yourself as to um, what you're going to find attractive. We've talked to students uh, who have we're not even considering a finance degree, but uh, when some roadblocks were thrown up for some other paths, they, they reached out to us. And through that analysis and discussion and talking, um, they realized, wow, you know, thank God that other opportunity didn't work out. <laughs> because this one is, I'm thinking of one, one woman in particular. Um, 
thank God it didn't work out because I can see how this is going to help me achieve my goals. I never really considered it before. So uh, I would recommend for students and recent graduates to think about, think more broadly about your options. Think more broadly about the different paths that are going to get you there. And uh, let us help you, given your goals, let us help you understand how what we do here can help you get where you need to go. I'll be honest with you, we are, are not lacking for applicants. We have plenty of people who would love to have the opportunity to work in this program. Uh, our, our goal is to do what's right for the student, to help you make the best career decision, the best academic decision for you. Because uh, that's what brings us joy, that's our passion, is helping young people get on the right track and uh, make a difference in this world. We'll give you a straight talk about how we think it can help and it's up to you to decide, is that really what I want to do? Sherry, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for tuning in to This is Vanderbilt Business. My name is Nate Luce. I'm here with Kelly Smith today. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. So can you walk us through your career path? Sure. I graduated from Vanderbilt's MSF program in 2013. And from there, I joined UNC Management Company, who manages the endowment for UNC Chapel Hill and also their affiliates. While I was there, I covered private investments, which included private equity, real estate, and energy and natural resources. After about two years, I was recruited by Global Endowment Management, which is my current firm. Uh, we call ourselves GEM for short. And GEM is a OCIO firm or outsourced CIO firm, which essentially means that we manage smaller endowments and nonprofit foundations capital when they don't have an in-house investment office. Uh, so today I'm, I'm part of a team focused on private equity and we're managing about $1.4 billion. What do the day-to-day -day activities look like in your role? My role encompasses monitoring our existing investments and underwriting new investments. Uh, with the nuance being that we invest mostly in managers, so we're looking at private equity funds or venture capital funds, although we do do uh, a little bit of direct investing in our portfolio as well. Can you talk about how you came to take an interest in finance and pursue it? I was always interested in finance. That goes back a long ways, um, back to high school when my dad and I would talk about stocks and how we were going to trade certain aspects of the market. And I pursued an undergraduate degree in finance and was really focused on that career path. But the LP universe, or sorry, I'm going to try to not use terminology, uh, <laughs> limited partners, which is uh, this firm and also what UNC was, was unbeknownst to me really until I got to Vanderbilt. Uh, and how I was introduced to it there was I was part of an investment competition. And our sponsor actually worked for the Vanderbilt Office of Investments. And that was how I was first exposed to the industry. And I was intrigued by the fact that it encompassed a lot of financial skills, but you really needed the relationship building aspect and the ability to underwrite people um, versus maybe a more direct role where you're focused more on just the numbers. Talk a little bit about your time at Vanderbilt. How did you know that you needed to pursue a master's degree? So... When I was a sophomore in my undergraduate program, I 
was planning my next year and trying to map out the courses that I was going to take. And I got to a point where I realized that I either needed to pick up a second major or I needed to go ahead and graduate a year early. And because I knew I wanted to do finance, second major didn't really appeal to me. So then I started looking at options of, okay, if I graduate a year early, what else can I do? Should I go straight into the job course or is there a one-year master's program that I would be able to do right out of undergrad? And just through a little bit of light research, I found out about the MSF degree and then easily found Vanderbilt just looking at top MSF degrees. It, It was one of the top results. And I was really looking for a school that had a brand that was more far-reaching and an alumni network that could help me get a job no matter where I wanted to go after I graduated because I wasn't sure I wanted to stay in the state of Florida. So that was how I stumbled upon it. And then when I came to interview on campus at Vanderbilt, I was pretty much sold immediately. Okay. Well, how were you sold? What, What compelled you? It was a combination of a few things. The first was just the people. I really felt like I was surrounded by an incredibly intelligent group of people, which I just wanted to learn as much as I could at that point, uh, being fresh out of school. So when I talked to the professors and you saw their credentials, I was I was really impressed by the quality of the people that I was going to be able to learn from. Um, there was clearly a great culture talking to the students. You know, they had a good mentality of we're going to work, work really hard, but we're going to have some fun while we're doing it too. And I liked that balance a lot. And then Nashville, you know, <laughs> is a fantastic place to be. Uh, I wouldn't have left if, if I could have found a role that I wanted there. Um, so that was, that was an easy selling point too. So backing up to what you were talking about uh, before with the software skills, How do you think the MSF has prepared you for your career? Really in two ways. Uh, The the first was from more of an academic perspective. The the coursework was much more advanced than what I had taken in undergraduate, and I learned a lot of technical skills in that one year. Uh, The second was from a teamwork perspective. Uh, Most of the classes incorporated a lot of group work, which really better prepared me for the workplace. I mean, we make all of our decisions as a team here at GEM. So learning how to interact with different people and work uh, in a group was was really important. Do you think that the MSF program provided you with an advantage over peers in your industry who don't have a master's degree? I do. The biggest advantage I think was that it really opened doors for me that wouldn't have otherwise been available. Uh, I think the first job that you take out of school is really important just from the standpoint of how it positions you to get to wherever you ultimately want to be. Um, I was lucky enough to find a role that provided exposure to a lot of different asset classes and some of the smartest people in the industry. And it was a it was a really great launching pad for me and my career. And I know with certainty that that role would not have been available to me if I had not been at Vanderbilt getting my master's degree. So you mentioned the importance of the first job. Do you have any other advice for college graduates who might be weighing a master's degree or entering the workforce? Um, yeah, I, I think it really just depends on the individual. But I, I personally th- think the extra year was worth making sure that 
my first job was in a role that was a good fit for me and was a great place for me to learn a lot. So depending on what your job options are right out of undergrad, I, I think you should use that to drive your decision between whether or not to go straight into the workforce or pursue a master's degree. Um, plus for, for finance professionals, the other thing that was helpful for me at least is a lot of firms, at least in the asset management industry, are requiring the CFA. And I was able to take the first two levels while I was at Vanderbilt, which um, I cannot stress enough how much of an advantage that was, given that I was already studying, the coursework overlapped a lot, and it is really difficult to study for those exams while you're working a full-time job. That's a great point. Switching gears a little bit, there's a push in the business world and always in business schools to attract more women to the field of finance. From your perspective, why should women take a closer look at the field? I spend a lot of time on this topic, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm really not sure why more women aren't attracted to the industry. Uh, if you want to look at the science, and I'm going to make some sweeping generalizations that I'm acknowledging are not always true, but women are actually better at using both sides of their brain, which means that they're better at using a combination of logic and intuition to make decisions. And that's what investing is. Plus, they tend to be more detail-oriented, which matters a lot in finance. And they're better communicators and relationship builders, which, as I mentioned previously, is particularly important in the LP world. I mean, uh, particularly in, in my world, most of our investments are in blind pools. So you are ultimately just underwriting the person who's going to be managing your capital at the end of the day. I actually have a, an interesting anecdote to this point that I think illustrates uh, my point pretty well. So at one of our team offsites here at GEM, we were doing a teach-in on how to better detect deception from a former CIA interrogator. And at the beginning, they showed us five videos of people who were being interrogated about uh, missing funds. They were accountants and someone had stolen funds or fudged numbers or something like that. So they were interrogating the people trying to figure out who it was. And all they told us was that one of the people that they interviewed was guilty. And we had to figure out who it was just by watching these videos. There were 18 people participating in this exercise, three of whom were women. And guess what? All three of the women and only one of the men picked the right one. Wow. Which to me was just a... It could have just been a happenstance, but it's also a, a way to emphasize the fact that women and men just see things differently and they perceive different things and their our brains are actually different. So having both on a team is really important and it's something we're actually focused a lot on is just recruiting more women because our team is, is very lopsided, as is most of the industry. Those are all very interesting points. Thank you for that. So really one last question. A lot of our listeners are going to be possibly undergraduates or fresh out of their careers. They're thinking about the next steps in their professional lives and possibly their academic lives. Do you have any advice for people who are in these stages? Yes, it's probably the same advice that everyone else gives, but I would tell them, particularly in your first job, to just say yes to everything. I learned so much in those first few years just by exposing myself to as much as I possibly could, you know, joining phone calls that I didn't necessarily have to or introducing myself to people when I was at meetings or events and hearing their story and hearing what they did. 
someone, my very first job told me actually within my first couple of weeks to just be a sponge. And I really took that to heart and, and tried to learn as much as I could. And I've found that that was very valuable later in my career. Fantastic. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're uh, getting married on Saturday. Congratulations. Thank you. So again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy to help. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Cherry and Kelly for their time this week. And thank you for listening. You can find more stories and information about Vanderbilt Business by visiting our website, business.vanderbilt.edu, or following at Vanderbilt Owen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Music provided by Mike Foster, and I'm Nate Luce.